preparing to live stream the meeting. Now you guys got a little dialogue there? Yep. Okay. I feel like we're on a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a little dialogue thingy. All right, so it's, we're live now. So, hello. And thank you for being here. Thank you to anybody who's uh, maybe tuning in and, and watching. This is the first ever live stream for Solid Ground. And what that is, what Solid Ground is, is a group that these lovely people and I have been putting together in order to create um, a support, a supportive community for people who are encountering these authoritarian ideologies and want to. What do you want? Want a job that? Sorry, that's okay. We're just figuring it out, right? Yeah. So, create helping to create a place for people to connect with, with supportive peers and uh, and with others who are trying to figure this out the way that the way that we all have been and um, so I guess to start with maybe we could do a little round of introductions and I'm I'm Leslie you know me probably <laughs> and uh, well how about Jody yeah hi I'm Jody Shaw and I can't remember when we met Leslie, probably a while ago. Yeah. Over a year ago at some point. And I am here because of my experience as an employee at Smith College. Uh, yeah, it's a long story, so I won't go into it here. But that that's why I'm here. And I'm concerned about other people who are going through the same situation in their workplace or school or community. Mm -hmm. Genuine. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jennifer, and I became involved um, in the community of, I think of us as sort of dissidents because of my experience as a therapist at Fairfax County with a really toxic um, DEI initiative. And I feel like I know the effect it had on me to have um, ideology shoved down my throat in the workplace and to feel threatened and coerced. And I don't feel like anybody should have to go through that alone. So I like to support other people who are concerned about this. I guess that leaves me. I'm, uh, I'm David. Um, I, as you might be able to tell from my accent, I'm uh, based in the UK, but I'm a, a second year clinical psychology trainee. So um, I actually met some of this stuff, I think even before I started the training program, and benefited hugely from speaking to people in this sort of peer support way. It helped me realize that I wasn't quite as ostracized as I thought. And I guess it gave me the courage to kind of speak up and talk against some of the ideology I found on campus or in the workplace. And so I think kind of doing this kind of work uh, really feels like giving back, I think, for some of the, some of the work that I benefited from. Excellent. So, yeah. And um, so to go more into what what solid ground is and what we're doing there, Jody, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So um, my experience at Smith College in a workplace where this uh, what well, I'll call it, I call it woke ideology. Some people call it critical social justice is 
imposed upon employees, staff, students, um, in that kind of environment, the nature of the belief system makes it so that you're afraid to say anything. You're afraid you're going to get in trouble if you question it. And at the same time, I had trouble even at first even questioning it in my own mind because I was like, here are all these PhDs telling me that there's systemic racism that pervades the campus and uh, positioning people on this hierarchy of power based on skin color, all, all sorts of stuff like that. And I thought, this sounds wrong to me, um, but is it wrong? And then even questioning it is posed as somehow a form of racism. As me as a white person, doubting this belief system is somehow framed as an act of racism, even in, in and of itself, or white fragility. And so I had a really hard time thinking I was the only one. And it it really doesn't can do a number on you and make you doubt yourself. And you feel it's kind of like a gaslighting situation. And so I started talking to people behind closed doors. And I found, lo and behold, actually, a lot of people in my workplace felt similarly. They, they thought there's something wrong with this. And there was just this enormous sense of relief and validation. And that's when I, I felt confident enough that to, to tell myself, yeah, this is wrong because it's wrong. And then to kind of go outside my information bubble and seek more resources and build the moral conviction I needed to question it publicly or to file a complaint, my, my case. And so that to me, we have right now in our, this anti-woke sphere, I guess, for lack of a better word. And, um, you know, this has to do with uh, lockdowns and, and mandates as well. You have a lot of um, podcasts and essays, and those are all needed, very much needed, and conversations like this online. But what's missing is a way for people to find each other, to find community and find other people they can talk to, to try to figure out like, this feels wrong, but is it? And there's something really powerful about having a community to support you. And so that's why I wanted to that's why we're all working together here, as we know, to create some kind of community for people. And that includes peer support. So very specifically what that looks like is online meetings of people who are questioning or, or having trouble with this stuff where we can talk to each other about it and support each other and help each other work through all the nuances. And whether or not that leads to actual taking action or not is completely up to each individual, what they want to do with that information or support. Some people just need support. Some people want to file a lawsuit, but they just need more, I don't know, need to build their moral conviction some more. So that's the goal of these online peer support meetings. And I want to emphasize this is peer support, peer meetings. This is not psychotherapy. This is not, uh, there's nothing in these meetings should constitute legal advice of any kind. So I just want to emphasize that even though I am not, I don't have a background in mental health, but I know uh, you guys, Leslie, David, and Jen, you all have um, mental health experience, but it's not, it's not psych psychotherapy in any way. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so we have the online support groups, which we have four of them right now per week. And um, we all, us, us as individuals, we all also offer individual consultations and support for people and the online groups you can find at right now we're starting we're starting these how we're doing it is on locals on my locals platform and I'll put the link 
or I'll send you the link. I don't know. We'll post the link somewhere in the description. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it costs $5 a month. That's it. So you join the locals group for $5 a month. You get access to the meetings. There's four per week. You can come to one or come to all. Um, and the links are posted every Sunday. And I will want to say there's a 10 person limit per group and it's first come first served. And also just bear in mind, this is all new. So we're still working out all the kinks we're launching this week. So if you want to come and meet with other people who have similar concerns to you, you can go to the locals platform and subscribe for $5 a month. And you can also post articles and there's also an online asynchronous community as well. You can post articles and comment and communicate with each other. So that's solid ground. Jody, I'm going to look for that link for your locals so I can put it in the chat. Or do you see, do you have access right. to the chat right now where you could pop it in there? Yeah, you know what? I'm looking at the, I don't actually see this video on your channel right now. Okay. It's on the live. So I, I can read some of the chat comments. Oh, I see it. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. So thank yeah. you to those who are watching. And um, Aaron says, glad to see you all. Good to see you too, Aaron. Hi. Uh, later Holmes says Jody Shaw, best rapper. I kind of have to agree. <laughs> Jody Shaw is a fantastic rapper. Yay. Thank I, you. We should put the link to one of your songs in here. It's so good. Uh, Randall Sawyer says, glad to be here and see this conversation. Thank you. Trenton Paul, I call the woke out. Why I have spent a heap of time in Facebook jail. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and then Chris Freestone says, we're finding our friends. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Chris, Grim Dirge says, yes, send us the locals link. So Jody, if you if you even just post the locals link into the chat of our Zoom here, I can put it into the, the YouTube chat right now. I just put it in the chat. Do you okay. see it? Not yet. Let's see. We're all figuring all this stuff out right now. This yeah, is sorry. Like, I'm brand new to live streaming and yeah. It's, it's just, good. it's. It's it's a, it's under my name. It's it's the solid ground community. It's under my name. It's jodyshaw.locals.com. Okay, let me type that in. And I, I put it in the chat, but it's it's https, you know, I don't think you need to type that in. Just jodyshaw.locals.com. All right. Great. It's in there. Yeah. And so some of us have been or actually all of us have been doing similar types of groups or have had some experience with this through another organization that we were, we were doing some volunteer oh, yes. work for. And so um, I would, uh, Jennifer and David, I think you guys have run the groups for the longest. What has that, what's that experience like? Um, what would somebody expect from a group like that? And what has it been like for you guys? Um, it's, it's been wonderful. And um, the group is really welcoming and really accepting and um, people share whatever they're comfortable sharing. There's no pressure to share things that you're not ready to share or if you're trying to um, kind of stay on the down low and you don't want to say where you work, that's completely fine. Um, but people share their experience and process their experience and receive some you know, validation and just that feeling of community that, hey, I'm not alone in noticing this. I'm not alone in objecting to it it really, it's really helpful to people. And I find it helpful for myself after what I went through. And people do also help each other with suggestions and advice, what they've used in their workplace or school, what's worked for them, what's been difficult. 
So it's an extremely supportive community and very welcoming to people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe we could talk, oh, sorry. I know David's gonna say something, but maybe we could talk about counterweight and a little bit that history too. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I was running a group through counterweight and so was, I mean, all of you, I think did groups through counterweight and um, counterweight was established to help people to, um, to push back and to cope with the imposition of critical social justice and critical race theory, all of that. And so we were doing groups through there as well as individual peer support sessions. And um, the founder of Counterweight, Helen Pluckrose, who's very lovely, she became um, really, she was having a lot of physical health problems and struggling. And so she turned um, Counterweight over to our social media person, Harriet, who's taking it in a bit of a different direction, continuing the fight in a different way of trying to uh, bridge the gap between the left and the right and facilitate conversations. So at Solid Ground, we want to carry on the piece of um, what we were doing before with the peer support and the, the peer support groups and the individual peer support as well. Picking up where counterweight left off. Yeah, pretty much. It's because it's just, it's really, it's very needed. Mm -hmm. I think so too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really do think that these experiences, this, the whole, the process of one, of doubting yourself, of, of hearing an authority tell you something that you, you just know doesn't seem right to you and, and having sort of your, being gaslit, being, uh, being told that reality isn't what you think it is, it's such a painful process to go through. And I, I think like you, Jody, you said you, you started, we're starting to go through that at work. And it was through talking with peers that you were able to solidify your own perceptions because you were in that process of, of doubting yourself. And it really helped. I felt that same way. And it was really uh, finding um, critical therapy antidote that helped me so much when I was first going through the stuff at school, finding a group of people who were able to go, no, you're, you are understanding this the way you think you are. This is, this is my experience too. And so that was, that was incredibly valuable to me. And so when I was doing volunteer work for counterweight and working with people doing those groups, it was wonderful to be able to connect and facilitate people connecting to one another and having that same experience of validation and um, and to be able to provide that space. So I, I thought it was a wonderful organization and opportunity. I'm really looking forward to this as well. Yeah, that, that piece you mentioned, it's, it's kind of like your moral center mm -hmm. gets hijacked. You start to doubt your gut, your intuition, the reality of your senses. And that, yeah, it's hard to go through that. And it's also, I can see, I'm not a psychologist. I don't know, but I, it really felt like it was messing with my psyche. Like it was going to cause damage. If it, there's like this cognitive dissonance, it's kind of like keeping a, trying to keep a beach ball under the water and like ignore, ignore this voice because the beach ball is racist. Right. And you don't want <laughs> 
it's almost like you want to like cut that part of you out like i can't believe i'm questioning this does that mean i'm i have it means i have white privilege and i'm i have white fragility and i must be racist and so you're trying to actively squash a vital part of yourself that's the part of yourself that guides you through life it's your gut it's your instinct it's like the the part that says eh, something's not right here like you absolutely need that part of yourself to be in healthy working order because if it's not then god knows what what might happen to you and what's going to happen to your in who knows what else that's going to affect in your life but to me that's like the central that's how this stuff works it's an inside job and that's how it continues to flourish is because it has people in that state where they're keep trying to keep that beach ball down. Yeah. And there's also the intimidation factor that even if you do become aware that this clashes with your values and your belief system, there's such a fear of speaking out, contradicting it, or even questioning it because you know that this is going to get you labeled as a racist or a bigot at school or at work. And so you worry about what impact that will have on you. You know, will you get Will you get bad grades on your papers? Will you fail your class? Will you be ostracized by all your peers or at work? Are you going to be denied a promotion? Are they going to start to suddenly find things wrong with your work because they don't like what you're saying? Mm -hmm. And that is the piece that made me feel crazy. Like it just felt so Orwellian. Like I know I'm being lied to, but I am supposed to pretend not just to go along with this, but even to welcome it and to be enthusiastic about it. And it also became clear to me that there were people that probably didn't have feel strong feelings about it, but that had discovered that this is a great way to move up in the company by starting to champion these views, because this is sort of the, um, you know, the, the current flavor of the day or whatever. And so, you know, if I joined the equity group and start you know, using all the catchphrases, I can, I can shoot up the ladder. And I saw that there were people that I think, you know, cynically were doing that as well. Yeah. It's a great way to squash the competition too. If you're a real climber, right? Like you can yeah. say, Oh, well, you're not sufficiently equitable enough or you're not, uh, it's Smith. It was culturally cultural competence was on your performance evaluation, right? right? You're not culturally competent. So we're going to, you're not going to advance here. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think of the ash conformity test often and the, the experience of sitting around and watching everybody point to the wrong line <laughs> and checking and double checking. But in this case, there's a, there's a huge punishment involved in, in picking the correct line. And it's that they're going to point at you and ostracize you and, and try to make you feel terrible about yourself. That's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, sorry, David. I was going to say that's going to be one of the big tips we can give people as well is to say that to start off with, maybe it's good to try and find some allies, some individuals on the course mm -hmm. um, that you can have one-to-one -one conversations with. I've certainly found I've been able to do that, um, but and I've I've started to realize just how many people do question this stuff, but privately and feel safe doing it privately because I guess we all have that burning wish to conform to what's whatever's happening in the room at the time. Um, yeah, and I think about the ash experiment a lot as well. Yeah, we're really it's social animals, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, lots of people say, somebody brought this up, the, maybe it was with you guys, we were talking about like a lot of people say, oh, if I lived under Hitler, I would hide Jews in my attic, I would 
definitely do that or I would definitely help on the underground railroad help slaves escape and it's it's really easy to like look back into a different time and say I would do that but then we're, we're it's like when you live in a time like this and there's something so obviously wrong with this ideology and people aren't saying anything then you can see quite easily how only a, a tiny major tiny minority of people would have hidden Jews in their attic, for example. Right. Have the fortitude to go against the grain. Um, somebody asks here in the chat, would you say it's pointless to enroll in these counseling programs now? I feel that way about entering public education. And mm -hmm. this is something I'm, I, I, I get questions like this fairly often, I guess. What do I, what's my opinion about it? And I, I think what I, what I think is that we shouldn't abandon these things altogether, but we should kind of gird our loins and be prepared to speak up. And the more that we do that, the easier we make it for other people to do that. And it is a sacrifice to be the one to stand up when nobody else is doing it. It is hard, it's really hard. But if we don't have more people doing that, we're, we might as well just give up and give over. And what are y'all's thoughts about that, about the process? Because each one of you have made the choice to be somebody who stands up to something when it wasn't popular to do that. Well, I think learning from the other people who have, from their process can be helpful because then now you have more, not like maybe if you're thinking about going into this kind of school and it's not just the psychology schools, it's law schools, it's medical school now, mm -hmm. like, you really want to study this topic, but going in knowing that it's probably going to be saturated and soaked in the actual content of the curriculum, this ideology, and kind of preparing mentally for how ahead of time, how you're going to deal with that. Mm -hmm. um, instead of just going in and, and, and I mean, for me, like now, I don't know, instead of just going in and getting upset and think, you know, can I swear on here? Fuck you guys. Like, <laughs> fuck that. Um, just like knowing, like I, you know, if you really want to get that degree, like trying to plot out ahead of time and build collecting your resources and your community ahead of time, because you're going to need a little extra support. Cause now you're dealing with this other crazy thing. Um, and you're going to, how are you going to do that? How are you going to successfully finish this program? Well, it's also, navigating like are you going to go along with it and and what's your line i think establishing where your line is is important because some people are okay with um you know hearing the stuff it, it's an it's an idea and a theory after all right like there's nothing inherently wrong with mm -hmm. another opposing idea in fact um but where's your line is it when you are asked to actually spout that idea as if you believe it that might be a line and kind of determining where your line is ahead of time, I think then you can be a little more relaxed when you go in, like without knowing, you know. So strategy, I think, that's what I would say. Mm -hmm. That's smart advice. Jen, you look like you're thinking. I'm thinking, you know, ooh, I would have a very hard time going through graduate school now. I, I um, earned my master's back in 1993. So I, I was spared most of this, but I do believe that therapy should be ideology free. And I hate the idea 
of only ideologues and activists entering the mental health field. So I wouldn't want to discourage somebody from entering it. I think um, we're, we're going to need therapists that have not been ideologically captured. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I hope that people who um, you know, want to provide good, competent, non-ideological care will go into the field and will make it through school and will um, you know, find a way of challenging this stuff in their program while still staying sort of within the realm where they can um, graduate because we are going to need mental health professionals that have not been captured and that are not evaluating their clients on the basis of what racial group they belong to and looking at them in terms of where they fall on the hierarchy of oppression. Mm-hmm. I, I think if we completely lose the field to that, that's, that's really tragic. And I, I don't want to see that happen. I agree. And then there's things like what um, Christine was saying when I spoke with her last week about the school's admission practices where they, they're screening for the woke candidates. They, they won't admit you if you don't have sufficient like in cultural competency scores coming in. And so that makes me wonder if we're seeing like a, these, these universities are sort of self-selecting for that, that outcome. And, and I, I guess I have a lot, I have more questions than answers around all of this. I, I don't have any great suggestions. I think that we could, we could see the development of some alternative certification, which is an, an indicator of like a classical um, non-ideological therapy designation. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously I've decided to go completely parallel and just do coaching for now as so, but I, but it's not that the education that I've gotten was completely valueless. There was a lot of value in it. It's just sifting through it. Really? I was going to say, there's a reason to be optimistic as well, that if you think about sort of some of the stats that come out about the general populations, often it's what, 10% of people believe this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, get that we, I get that we're self-selecting in some of the um, the more, I guess, left-wing, uh, maybe people are slightly more um, manipulated by compassionate seeming ideologies um, in our sorts of fields. But um, speaking out about this stuff, I, 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 I just really do feel that there's a lot of people there that just know how to say the right buzzwords. I'm on a particularly uh, competitive course at the minute, and I know that I put the word diversity in my statement because I knew that that would be something that would help. I guess I didn't realize maybe what I was potentially buying into, what other ideologies were I was buying into when I said that word. But we need to get better at having conversations about where our where the line in the sand sort of is for us, what, what, what do we feel strongly on in terms of our beliefs and how can we articulate them? Because I think there's a lot of people out there that just trot out the same maxims and words and actually don't believe it at all. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of more optimistic, but then that's maybe just my experience on my course. You bring up, that's a good point, Dave, about the, like, diver- the word diversity. Like I lived in New York City for 16 years and diversity like real 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 diversity and just how rich and deep diversity like what does that mean what does that word mean we know what it means in the the critical social justice sphere but to me i value diversity Mm. i really enjoyed living in new york city because particularly because of the diversity and because i never it busted so many assumptions i had about people like i could never 
look at somebody and assume what their life was like just by looking at them. I was constantly surprised by people and constantly coming up against my own assumptions. Like I would think something about somebody and then they would start talking and I'd be like, whoa, like, first of all, you don't even speak English. Like second of all, whoa, like you, you look like you uh, live on the street, but you live on the Upper East Side in a huge townhouse. Okay. Like, like just like, you just could not make an assumption about anybody. And so I still think diversity is very valuable and very, and, and good. I, I like it <laughs> personally. That sounds weird. I like diversity. So I think like maybe one strategy would be feeling like it's a rest a resting back of the language, right? So to use that language on a, let's say somebody asks you to write a diversity statement and just doing a deep dive into what is diversity and talking about some of the things I talked about, like assumptions and not mentioning necessarily race, like, um, unless you feel that's has informed someone's thinking, right. Their, their skin color. So I, yeah, I don't know. Like I would feel good about, and then you could go in feeling confident that I wrote a really good diversity statement. I just didn't, I didn't write this just to like, yeah, be a faker and get in like mm. feel good about it. <laughs> the good stuff that's come out of, of this process for me is knowing a lot more about what I actually believe. I, you know, yeah. I'm a lot in understanding who I am, what I believe. Um, and what you know yeah i mean you can even ask these people do you do you think that diversity and equity are are, are ideas that can live closely together and, com- and complement each other because if, if you actually understand the, the the definitions of those as they're used they don't they don't yeah. comport <laughs> so people don't even know this stuff they don't even have thought it through mm-hmm. you can read a couple more chats um here so we've got a bunch I'll probably miss some of them, but um, let's see. Andra Boudreau says, happy to see this taking place. And, and Aaron, Aaron Kenspotter again, he's, I love Aaron, says compliance is gained through negative reinforcement. Totally true. Going against the grain causes pain of abandonment or being called names. Trenton Paul says, some confuse equal opportunity with equal outcome. Yeah. I would, Absolutely agree with that. And then um, Taylor Lang says, hi from Turf Island. People peeking here, peeking every day here. The school system is a mess though. I'm in battle with my daughter's school to not teach kids they're born in the wrong body. Wow. Yeah. I love the parents who are fighting that. I think it's so, it's so important. Yeah, absolutely. You're seeing all these parents showing up and just, just speaking honestly and so uh, just so such heartfelt statements watching these school board meetings. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's really it's really inspiring. I'm glad to see people are standing up for kids. And then it's uh, S. Koval 7 says, but can these institutions be reformed? We need alternative systems. What do you all think about that? Well, Jen and I have talked about this, about, uh, you know, University of Austin, and there are some alternative options popping up, but then you have to think about the licensing boards Mm -hmm. and you have those to consider. So yeah, it'd be great to have alternative schools where people don't have to deal with this stuff um, as long as we can make sure the licensing boards don't become corrupted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm seeing signs of that for sure in Washington State where I live. 
it's I, I don't trust the licensing board here. And I think that KCREP is also giving lots of nods to cultural competency, which that's a term of art. We know that that's not, um, not what it meant 20 years ago. 20 years ago, that meant something different and really positive and just being a well-rounded, knowledgeable therapist. Now that means something different. They're like smuggling code words. They smuggle in toxic ideology using very benign terms, which nobody in their right mind would object to. That is part of why they're so successful. Absolutely. Who wouldn't want to be culturally competent, right? Or Absolutely. who would be against anti-racism? Like, right. Who would say, I'm not, I'm not an anti-racist. Right. Until you find out anti-racism is a new form of racism. <laughs> right. Just being corrected differently. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, it's all these beautiful words that that are that disguise like an Orwellian double meaning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last, uh, I'll just read one more chat. It says uh, from Ute Hagen, best regards from Ute. Parents might have to counter this at home, explaining it is a religion, not in our family. Mm. I think that's a great point. Great point. Well, I think that trans somebody brought up the trans stuff. That's another issue in counseling, right? I mean, I'm not a counselor, but I've spoken to counselors and, and you guys too about the trans affirming care, the pressure to um, just immediately affirm someone's gender if it differs from their biological sex without uh, like poking into any of the other potential issues like anxiety, depression, um, any number of things that one would normally look at, right? Um, if someone presented with any other kind of issue with their body, like anorexia or yeah. anything else, right? And you actually get in trouble if you don't do that. Yeah, well, and now we're seeing, which was pretty obvious this was going to happen, tragically, um, now we're seeing lawsuits from people who went to therapists and doctors and talked about their sense of gender dysphoria and were immediately affirmed and sometimes offered hormones Mm -hmm. after one appointment. So um, it's, it's very concerning. It's, it's really concerning because as therapists, our job is to help people to explore and to understand themselves, not to have a knee jerk reaction of, oh yes, whatever you're thinking must be, must be true. My gosh, especially with something so drastic and irreversible Mm -hmm. as surgical interventions and medical interventions. Yeah. It's an automatic medicalization of a problem before a thorough exploration of what's going on for the person. Yeah. Well, I, this is, we, we think this is going to be the first of many. We're going to try to um, have another one of these discussions next week, same time. And what are you going to say, Jody? Yeah. Yeah. And I was just going to say, we're having um, a meeting. Jen is, is facilitating a peer meeting at 2 PM. So that's in 20 minutes. Yeah. 2 PM Eastern. So yeah. that'll be yeah. 11, 11 AM uh, Pacific. And I just posted the link again. You have to go join locals, $5, and then you can join the meetings. Yeah, all week long, there's four of them. Um, 
and we look forward to seeing some of y'all hopefully get to know each other and, and have some great conversations. Thanks for hosting this, Leslie. Yeah, thanks, thanks for being here, Thanks for everything you've you've done. They're speaking up and standing up and at great great personal cost and professional cost to yourself. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. You too. All of you. Thank you. All right. Well, it's nice to see y'all. I'll go ahead and stop the live stream now. <laughs>